Leadership is the art of giving people a platform for spreading ideas that work. Welcome to DC Local Leaders, the podcast where we talk to C-suite leaders within the DC area. Our guests share their pathways to success and the important moments that impacted their careers. Lean in as we get the inside scoop on how they are shaping their industries, how they lead, manage, and connect with others. From the sectors of aerospace, defense, tech, IT, and more, this is Local Leaders. Your host has been making meaningful connections with industry leaders for over 15 years. Here's Philip Nathrum. Welcome back to the DC Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Nathrum. If it's your first time checking us out, we really appreciate you being here. Remember to subscribe wherever you're listening and on Instagram at DC Local Leaders and come find me on LinkedIn. I don't want you to miss out on any of our Monday mindsets and new episodes with impactful examples of leadership and mindset. To make it easy, we're going to drop some links below. We want to continue to create value and share these messages of shifting our mindset, achieving our goals, and being a mentor for others to do the same. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, please remember to share it with a friend. It'll really help us spread the word. We're also actively seeking partnerships and sponsorships to continue our mission, sharing examples that we can accomplish anything that we work towards with the right mindset and the right mentorship. If you or your company would like to partner with us, please use the links below to connect. Today's episode is with Chris Schmidt, former U.S. Army Special Forces Green Beret and founder of Azimuth Consulting, a leadership development and executive coaching firm. Chris shares with us all of those lessons that he's learned in his 30 years of experience with the United States military and what impact that's made on him and his passion for working with others and being of service to others to help them reach their peak performance and find mission success, whatever that mission is. He's had multiple missions across the globe and he's worked with numerous teams of successful leaders and soaked up all of that knowledge and brings it back and just delivers it to his clients. One of the big things that we talk about in this episode is called the Traverse. It's a four-day expedition on a mountain in Montana that he takes leaders out and gets them outside of their element, pushes their body physically to its maximum or even maybe a little bit past and uses that opportunity to help that person work through their challenges, work through their fears. He's found that taking that time out and getting those leaders in a cohort of like-minded individuals that they can share their common experience seems to be a powerful mission that he's dedicated his life's work to so far. He's very clear that this may not even be the end of his journey. This practice he's found is very meditative for him and he shares why it's valuable, what his leaders are learning. And I'm just really excited to bring you this episode, especially on the eve of Veterans Day. Our veterans are doing some amazing things and he's one of them. So again, if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you happen to be listening and also come find both of us on LinkedIn. We'd love to connect with you. Also, remember to follow DC Local Leaders at DC Local Leaders on Instagram. So Let's get into the episode. Well, Chris Schmidt, thank you so much for making some time to chat with us today on the DC Local Leaders Podcast. Thanks, brother. I'm, I'm really stoked to have this conversation. Me too. We've talked a couple times, and I'm really excited to hear all about your weekend, really, <laughs> and then also talk about talk about the, uh, the Traverse. This is an amazing thing that you do with leaders and your background and being able to share that experience, and I want to soak all of that up right with you on, today, Chris. Right on. You know, I had the opportunity to work with a client this morning, and we did about a two and a half hour hike and i sent you the photo just a second ago about 18 inches of new snow you know the snow is laid on the trees because there's been so much water moving we i live up here in the pacific northwest just east of seattle 
the waterfalls are flowing at full full flow and it's it's rejuvenating it's it allows for so many possibilities and that's a piece of my practice that i like the opportunity to gain greater perspective in that outside environment why don't you tell us a little bit about your background your special forces in the united states army right on you know i think the biggest part of this story is I enlisted at the age of 17, and I retired at the age of 49 in 2016. And and what that 30 years encompassed from 86 to 2016 was an opportunity to just keep trying, keep working, keep improving, keep on doing even cooler things. I really believe that Private Schmidt had a great opportunity, and Lieutenant Colonel Schmidt at the end was just continually on this up and right kind of trajectory of learning and experiences and things that I could do that were impactful. And I really feel blessed for that opportunity. The The time I spent in the military started in the infantry. And, and like you said, the last almost 20 years were as a special forces. And, and that experience gave me an opportunity to do with my teammates a lot of impactful things. And that impact, I'm really stoked to say that I've been able to bring some of those skills into this new career and be able to provide opportunity, to encourage action, to to focus on your strengths, to to gain greater perspectives so that we can bring in a greater number of possibilities. All that was in hot, dry, dusty places was in fabled places like Sarajevo and Timbuktu and Kabul and Herat, you know, to be able to do that all in those places and now be able to help my clients see greater perspectives and be able to to achieve more because they are able to, to see greater possibilities is exciting. Is fun. Did you know that that's what you wanted to do when you were transitioning out of the military? Or was there a period of time where you had to seek and, and really just figure that out? I remember an afternoon in Gao Mali, uh, 122 degrees, drinking a bottle of hot water, sitting on a cot outside our little training facility, and thinking to myself of my someday life when I was working with people to help them help actually when I was working with leaders to help leaders work through the dynamics of making tough decisions on your own, feeling a little bit lonely, yeah. wishing I had a thought partner to bounce ideas off. That's what I was thinking when I was sitting on that cot. And, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do in my someday life. How that all worked out kind of looked like the Traverse maybe or maybe was something a little bit different group type stuff in the outside in the wilderness. I'm not sure, but but it took a little bit of moving out on my journey post the military, trying some things, doing some things, pivoting when necessary to get to where I'm at right now. And, and where I'm at right now isn't a final destination, so who knows where it gets to it's it's a journey right and being on that journey should allow you to be able to bring in information and determine how how that is best so you've been doing some leadership development consulting with azimuth i I loved your story about how you came to that name and what that meant azimuth azimuth consulting group is the name of my company 
I think the idea of azimuth is my soldiers or my commanders in different places would ask me, hey, sir, hey, I want to do an azimuth check. I want to, I want to check in with you and see what your vision is. And when you, you know, I'm, I, you know, for those that can't see it, I'm holding my compass. And when I've, I can move my compass to uh, 12 degrees, I'm just heading a little bit right of north and I'm following a 12 degree azimuth to get me to that destination that I want to get to. That's a vision. And, and the idea of Azimuth Consulting Group is that we help you achieve that vision. We help you move along your azimuth and, and, and get to the destination or help you work through how you get further on your journey that puts you closer to your destination. How do you help them if they don't know what their you destination is? It's completely is. focused on being your best. And I think that's the neat additional part of that story is that as I was transitioning from the military, the idea of, of or the verbiage around azimuth was a little bit uncomfortable. Others would say, you know, I don't understand that word. That's a military word. And I'd, I'd apologize for using the military word. And until I realized that azimuth represented my best self, because that military part wasn't something I should shun. It was something I should embrace. And as a coach, I can bring in, I can bring in little vignettes about Timbuktu, Sarajevo, Herat, you know, different places that I've been different places that I had to make leadership decisions and they don't feel judged by that vignette it just becomes a model instead of me saying when I was the CFO and you know when I did the CFO and what's implied there is when I did it better and then there's there's stuff that comes along with it the cool thing about azimuth is that it's the the idea of the modeling is all about growth. It's 100% about growth, and it's about helping you embrace what it is that you do best. I think what you're and what you're getting at, and I know we talked about this a little bit before, is you're you're just sharing your own personal experience, even though it's completely unrelated to maybe a topic that that person who may be a CFO is talking about. They're still a person. They're still going through some human condition feelings, and you felt those in a totally unrelated situation where you had to exemplify or work on a on a habit of leadership skills or work in the opposite of fear and we latch on to that i think that's how we can help each other as as individuals and you being a coach being able to bring that out that like here's my experience the the action i'm taking may be different from the action you're taking but the way that i felt during that action and making that decision is exactly what you're feeling now the intent the purpose, the why, and maybe even the motion are still the same. They, the yeah. task and condition are just, but where you're going, how you're in, how you're inspiring, how you're encouraging, how you're celebrating, all of that is still the same. And my story in the context of that place, that just becomes a fun analogy. I mean, you know, Timbuktu is one of those places that you kind of just, yeah, you make fun of people. I think we talked about this on the phone. My, my grandma would say, oh, yeah, you know, my cousins live up over in Timbuktu. And, you know, we were in Sheboygan County, Wisconsin. So we were already in Timbuktu, actually. Uh, the <laughs> fact that they were further uh, down the road makes them even probably closer to Timbuktu. Uh, it's cool to be able to say yes. Yeah. 
there is a mythical city called Timbuktu. So the Traverse, though, so you, you're, you're Azimuth Consulting, what you're able to do with the Traverse, I think, is so powerful. And it, it kind of, it's the actual action that people take to do exactly what we're talking about, where you get leaders out onto a mountain and they're exerting their mind, they're exerting their body, they're finding camaraderie with each other and they're able to relate to each other, hopefully, about their shared experiences, even though they may have two separate careers or be in two separate industries and then you with your military background. How did you, when was the first reverse? What got you to thinking, this is how I'm going to do well, this? Well, it goes back to that cot in Mali in the Sahara Desert. I mean, that was where it was all starting to come together. The first, the first one we did, we just did a model in 2017 and we've done it every year since then. And we have a, uh, a route in Montana that we've proofed and the client's experience is this super remote space, but we have the ability to come in and out in order to provide logistics and have emergency, if you know, emergency extraction if necessary. You know, it, yeah. it's working through the whole thing to give the client the experience of really being off the grid, and we are, no question about it. But we're not so far off the grid that we're at a point of no return. We're always. We're always at a point in which we have thought about the distance. If someone would twist a knee at this spot or sprain an ankle, you know, what are we going to do to make sure that everyone is safe? Um, so the idea of the of the traverse right now is geolocated in the Tobacco Root Mountains between Butte and Bozeman, Montana. In the future, I'd like to bring it to new locations. Right now, because of the pandemic and other things, we've we've decided to stay with that location. We're changing the time of year this year to put it earlier in the season. The last two summers have been very smoky because of wildfires in Montana, and and actually they haven't been really smoky, but they've they've forced us to pivot because of the possible danger or the situation. The, the key here is that it's outside. It's in the wilderness. It allows for new perspectives. You nailed it. Like everybody's coming from different places in their leadership journey. But when we're all in that same environment, we then can use that classroom to be the learning tool of, of what's possible once we take action. So perspective is our first day uh, theme. Action is the second day, and commitment is the third day. So four days, three nights, because the first day is kind of cadre-led to get us up to this lake to give everybody a model of how we're looking about doing it. The key is that that experience gives you kind of a peak experience, a, a spot in which you feel like you've worked hard enough, you've achieved enough, you feel the camaraderie of the group that you can have greater time for perspective, make action commitments about what it is that you want to do more, whether that's more deliberately, more thoughtfully, and then be able to commit to that and truly be able to have the conversation about that commitment, then write it down and write it down, uh, pen and paper on a form, write it down. And then we have follow-up conversations afterwards to help support one another to get that accomplished. That was going to be my question is, do you write it down? And is everyone who's a part of, you know, let's say the 2022 Traverse, 
are they are they seen as being like in a cohort and they hold Absolutely. each other accountable and that's hopefully that's a bond that never leaves that's, you. Is that that yeah. that experience creates a friendship and accountability that lasts long after you know the traverse and in Montana that it it becomes a group I'm, of guys and girls that you're going to lean on for a long long time how many people are on each traverse the idea is to be able to have groups of four teams of four so the right sizing keeps on happening each year what i'm what i'm envisioning this year is three groups of four so three groups of four with clients and each group of four has two advisors so the possibility is about 20 people when we get down to the camps Oh, because it's four people and then yeah, yeah. The two so advisors. Six. Six so there's a pod of six. There's three pods of six moving up over the mountains. And then there's a logistics team that also is moving via ATV. And they're, you know, the idea of the Traverse is supposed to be physically challenging, but not so challenging that we're going to starve you or, you know, make you do Wim Hof and jump into freezing cold waters. Like I do every <laughs> <You> know, <morning. laughs> that's That's a particular choice. The idea of this, I mean, there's definitely an opportunity for you to do that. These mountain lakes are going to definitely be cold in June. But the exploration is about where you want to go, not about yeah. where we're taking you. So consequently, each of those afternoons, there's salmon or steak or, you know, there's, there's very good calorie rich you know very nutritious meals that are provided because i'm concerned about the calorie expenditure is probably around four to five thousand calories a day during that event and i don't want i don't want the clients to be going in calorie deficit to a point where they can no longer participate because they're in a stress behavior because of where their body is at i want everyone to be their best yeah. uh, and that you know encouraging the the sleep the the food and and some of the uh, the feedback that we're using, whether it's with Whoop or other tools, we can we can look at you know what kind of quality sweet people had afterwards, or you know what what calorie expenditure, how high their strain was, to be able to maybe do a better job of catering or even giving feedback to the clients afterwards and saying, hey, this is where you were on the event, you know how does that resonate, or even encourage them to be on a tool to be paying attention to that sleep and strain before the event. I want to push into that. So you mentioned something earlier where you you said that the idea behind the traverse is that it is physically challenging. Why did you why is that the case? Why did you find that that was necessary? What have you identified about when we get together in a group with peers in a stressful situation or a physically challenging situation? What are we learning? I think that the experience in a group outside doing something at the level of your physical capability and maybe even outside expertise gets you moving in that that up and right space where you're maximizing the difficulty of the situation with your skill and your comfort level. To get this, you know, skill, comfort level, the uh, expertise. 
that's putting you in the zone and being in the zone. If it's if it's too hard and you don't have enough skill, that's stress. If it's too easy and you have a ton of skill, that's boredom. The sweet spot here, and I think that it's it's easier to do that climbing up a mountain because we can just add more mountains. We can add more difficult mountains. <laughs> we can go a little bit further on our routes if if we're feeling that you know this group needs a little bit more. Well, then we're going to challenge them to summit that additional peak and then come down to camp where the other team doesn't need that, and so they'll just go over the saddle and come down to camp. The key there is that that everyone has that opportunity to be maximized in that space where they're feeling in the zone and when they get up on the top of that mountain they're having a peak experience they're they're able to see and feel more about what they've accomplished what they can accomplish so dopamine is happening and being able to set goals so that you can have that dopamine experience serotonin is happening because they got the group around them and they're feeling the just the the goodness of the team and you know oxytocin might be a push but you know the you know you see a sunset you have dopamine oxytocin serotonin clearly endorphins are all there and that cocktail when we're in our prefrontal cortex or that cocktail will push us in our prefrontal cortex and allow us to be more imaginative more creative push the limits and then i think we get to the place of those greater possibilities which which mm-hmm. then lend to okay if that's a possibility what's the action commitment that's that's required to get there and and once that action commitment is stated out there and everyone heard it well now it, the group helps yeah. you make that a commitment right they keep you accountable and i think you know, we were talking earlier and there's this there's this sort of interrelated relationship between physiology and psychology. It's, it's a, it is all connected. It is that day yeah. that we we had enough sleep, we eat right, we exercise, we're smarter and we're happier. That it's not a it's not rocket science. Now the the whoop, you were like when you measure what have you found about taking people and stressing them or potentially stressing them and their recovery? I think that you know what we've found is that despite sleeping in a tent at eight thousand feet, we're finding that client and cadres HRV is higher. So your body's ability to take on more strain, one would expect because of the physical element of all this and the lack of great sleep one would think that the sympathetic system would overcome you'd have less you'd have less variability and thus your hrv score would be lower what hrv just simply is that higher is better if you have greater hrv you have the ability to take on more strain one would anticipate that on day four of the traverse folks would be so tired their hrv would be way way down but last year we saw that once the data started all catching up when we got back into wi-fi and back into civilization the hrv was higher on the last day than it was the first day what i think is happening and this is truly unscientific but what i think is happening is the parasympathetic system is is getting a boost it's not getting a boost from sleep it's getting a boost from the people you're around it's getting a boost from the environment and the 
just the beauty of the location. It's getting a boost of not being on your phone for four days. What is the normal age group variation of the folks involved? I've done for 20-somethings, but the Traverse in June has really been middle to late 30s to late 40s right now. That's been, I think that I'm usually Joel and I are the oldest people on it at 53. I guess it hasn't been an intentional trying to get a certain age group. If the idea of being in the mountains entertains you and, and you know, we'll we'll have conversations with everyone to make sure that it's it's within their physical capability. I don't want to put somebody in a place that they just shouldn't be. But there are folks that we have Jeff, who has, as a result of doing on the, on the Traverse the last two years, I think he's lost more than 70 pounds because it's given him a North Star to shoot for. It's it's given him a training focus in the not time going to it that, that yeah. it's now the same reason you get a tri- it's, yeah, triathlon it's, in your calendar or something else. It just becomes right. one of those things. And, you know, at no time are we ever, I ever feel like I'm waiting on him, like his charging forward, even though he might be in a ton of physical stress or even mental stress going on, I haven't noticed it. Like I, I've been happy to, I'm just stoked that he's along with the group because he's a force for positive good. Now, these concepts or these ideas that you bring that you, you know, are valuable and you know, work, are those, did you get those from the military or is that from other studying or is it a combination? It's definitely a combination. Both? Like, it's looking at, it's looking at what the neuroscience that's happening at Penn or the Wharton school. It's, 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 it's thinking about and listening to what Kristen Holmes is doing uh, with whoop. Oh. It's, it's it's taking those things I intuitively know that have been part of my military training. It's bringing in those stories. And, and the great thing about the cadre is that the cadre and the Traverse are all ex-special operations guys that are chosen because they're super charismatic and have just diverse experiences. And it's bringing all that together so that, you know, everyone can be in this environment that they feel like they belong and they can bring their own unique perspective to add to that action to drive. You just mentioned the word belong. And one of the things that I, I tend to ask people a lot is, you know, how they quantify the difference between belonging and fitting in. And I'd love to hear how your experience with having this many people on a mountain. What does that mean to you? Belonging versus fitting in. Well, I think that the, same? the key is that psychological safety that everyone feels like they can. Everyone belongs when they feel like I could chime in. You know, that my my experience is a valuable piece of the collective discussion. So there is a bit of facilitation usually on the night one before we get into perspective that I'm pulling a little bit more. But by the end of night three, like after we've done action, it's a it's a free fall and there's there's folks even questioning me as the kind of overall facilitator saying so what i'm hearing from you chris is that you're kind of burning the candle from both ends how does that work and i I go yeah i mean i i can't continue to operate on a on a negative result into or basically time is important and i need to be able to to not only focus on my business and my family but myself and, and consequently you know 
You're right. Trying to do all this as an entrepreneur, I mean, you get it. It's hard. But the key is the whole reason why I'm doing the Traverse is that this environment, creating this thing, it's not easy, but it's good. It's, 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 and it's good, not only for the client, but it's also good for me. I was going to say, you probably get so filled up every time you do it. And, and that's a great, I was going to ask you, I think, how do you take care of yourself to be this person that's able to do that? Do you have a morning routine? I'm a big gratitude list person. I am statement person. I'm what's your, like, how do you show up to be this person that does this as an entrepreneur, your father? I know you spend a lot of time with your kids, your outdoors. My meditation is being on the trail. How often do you do that? I have to. And if I don't, I'm going into that negative space. I need to be filled up to your point. It is that regiment finding time and space. And it's especially this time of year, it can be dark, cold and rainy, but it's, it's finding that time to do it, even if it's under headlamp. And soon there's enough snow that under headlamp fills me with brightness anyways, because it just illuminates everything around you. The, the yeah. key is in that green, in that white in that outside space that's a big piece of of keeping me full how did you learn that about yourself or when did you know that this is what you needed to do to feel that I feeling i always have like known someone- that to be outside like my wife knows that i need to she needs to make sure i go climb a mountain because i just need to burn that physical energy i have that outside need i use a tool called the berkman method in my coaching and the berkman says that i have a 96 interest in social services but i have a 98 interest in being outside so 98 out of 100 96 out of 100 is in this helping people outside i mean that validates me as a green beret that validates me in the idea of the traverse and so i know that i need to do it so if i need to do it and i'm not gonna be my best if i'm not then i just need to do it and in my in my in my transition i guess part of the you asked that question you know about the journey it didn't quite work out all that well at the start so I didn't have that much work so that just meant I put in more you know I made sure that I had time for a three four hour well I had time I had time for a three four hour hike so I just did it but that helped me sort it out and refine it and I think it made me a better coach and I can feel it right now like I am better this morning because I spent three hours in in the alpine wilderness with a client helping him work through some great big challenges of his own so i'm i'm in those spaces that make me stoked and i think that that's what make this conversation so easy because i'm in that happy place i'm sure you dealt with a lot of uncertainty when you first transitioned and realizing that things didn't work out the way you'd initially planned and that kind of leads me to this question of fear and well there's a question that i ask everyone and i want to get your take on this and i call it the jumping off point it's a moment in time where you know that you cannot continue doing what you're doing but you're uncertain of what to do next and a lot of people have related that to a time in their life where they were fearful they were either you know it it was something they were emotionally strained physically strained wish that it didn't happen at the time and now looking back they're truly grateful for it so it was this pivotal impactful inflection point in their life that without that they wouldn't be who they are half the relationships that they have either be in the career that they're in they wouldn't be the person that they are now without that experience can you think back into your experience either you know it doesn't have to be well no i think last week 10 years ago what put me into the place that i am is that i applied to West Point out of high school 
didn't get accepted. And when I didn't get accepted, I joined the army and I was on a relentless pursuit to figure out how to get there. I found out about the prep school. I had to retake the SATs. You know, the the story now is I took it 12 times. I'm not sure if that number is correct because I'm not very good at math. Uh, I don't remember exactly how many times it was, but let's just say it was a lot. And that journey then to to enlist in the army to go to the prep school and then go to West Point not just do it out of high school has given me a, a great mental model that when it doesn't work out take a breath be curious look at other routes and then try again and yeah. and you know having some days and there's some good friends of mine that encourage me to keep on going I mean I had teachers might I had a math teacher say you know West Point probably isn't good for you and fortunately there was another instructor that one of my buddies talked to him and and that instructor said you know Chris that's bullshit all you have to do is keep on trying you just need to work harder but you just need to stay persistent and it'll work out and he was right and that meant that I now was a little bit older and I was teaching my fellow cadets which made it really natural for me to say you know what I want to be a special forces guy because I like that teaching thing and that teaching thing then allowed me to be a really good Green Beret which now has allowed me to have my own personal mental model of what it means to be an executive coach uh, and to be a thought yeah. partner and to to be there for someone as they move. A thought partner. I love that. Well listen, any anyone listening if they want to get in touch with you uh, through Azimuth to, to have you as a thought partner or to even sign up for the Traverse, how well, would they the, do that? The easiest place is to go onto our website, www.azimuthleadership.com. I'm also very much on, on LinkedIn and, and Facebook, but you know, connecting with me there is probably the, the first key. But I think also it's, it's reaching out to other people. I mean, it'd be great that if people are interested that are in your network and they would ask you, I mean, I mean, I think you're going to go along. So you'd be a great model of how, you know, you'd be, you're going to, Honestly, my best, best contagious advertising has been that word of mouth because people who have the experience, they can't help but share it because it's so impactful. Yeah. And if it means a little bit more yeah. time in order for that to happen, it's authentic. It's good. I'm stoked when it's when it's right not necessarily expedient yeah i mean i haven't even gone and i've already there you told, go right you know five yeah, 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 yeah. That I'm, I'm doing this and i, I can't wait to and go if it's and, the right thing for uh, you that's the way it works right that, that's very cool yeah that's so yeah we don't have to you know maybe life doesn't take as much doing as we think maybe we're human beings not human doings like yeah that. all right well chris thank you so Brother, much for thanks for this here. opportunity this has been a lot of fun and i appreciate the opportunity to talk about the traverse and azimuth and i'm stoked to see where it all goes. thanks for listening to dc Local Leaders. We'd love to connect with you. Find us on LinkedIn and YouTube by searching DC Local Leaders, on Instagram at DC Local Leaders, or our website, dclocalleaders.com. You can find the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you find great podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time.